Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight and wisdom and courage to have these conversations with your own sons and daughters. Today on our program, we are talking about integrity, talking about what is it, who has it, how do you get it? So here with me today are two women of integrity. We have with us Katie, who is a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection and a student at Columbus School for Girls. Hello, Katie. Hello. And we have Jenna, who's also a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection and a student at Columbus Academy. Hello, Hello. Jenna. Welcome back. Oh, listen, you guys. You sound like twins. <laughs> All right. So what is integrity? Give me a definition. Um, I'd say integrity is knowing what your morals are and being able to follow them. Through and through. So. Anything to add to that, Jenna? You I agree know. with I that? I generally think of it as doing what you say you would do. Okay. How does someone become a person of integrity? That is such a funny question. <laughs> like, you girls have taken your whole lifetimes developing yourselves into people of integrity, and I'm asking you to just well, encapsulate it. I don't think we did it. I'd say our parents probably made us like this and our church and everything else um i think you have to find people who are people of integrity and try to emulate them like that's i think how i've done it like whether it was my sister or my parents or upperclassmen at church and that's i think the best way to do it okay I think it's really important to know specifically what your beliefs are because it's pretty hard to follow your beliefs and act on your beliefs if you're not really clear on what you believe in. Kind of along going along with it then, are people in general confused about how to have integrity? Yes. What? <laughs> well, why do you say like what's causing the confusion? Why do you think that, Katie? Uh, because people don't know what their morals are. I feel like a lot of people, because um, to have integrity, we were saying like you need to know what your beliefs are and know what your morals are. And I'd say there's so many people out there trying to tell you what your morals and beliefs should be that a lot of people are just confused and can't like say like this is what I believe. This is what I believe is right and wrong, and so they don't know how if they don't know where to start they don't know how to follow through obviously like so are are people telling us what's right and wrong or are people telling us there is no right or wrong it's whatever you that whole moral relativism yeah the, <laughs> <laughs> air quotes um i think people are telling you do whatever you want and with uh that kind of mentality nobody can really have integrity like because it's kind of like choose on the spot what you think you should do that's really not what integrity is about 
when you set it up so that there can be no absolute truth or absolute right, people are much more inclined to choose morals based on what they want to do in a situation rather than choose what they do in a situation based on what their morals are. Do you, are, are there any um, instances when integrity is sort of an... Okay, how am, I, how am I trying to ask this? Like, are there instances where people in general would have the same opinion as to what would be the action that d- demonstrates integrity? For example, let me let me throw out an example, and then let's let's go with Might let's help. go from this. Okay, yeah, I know that was pretty vague, but cheating. People do it. People justify it. But in general, is there sort of a common understanding of common understanding that cheating is wrong? Yes, but then you get into the question like, what, <laughs> what is cheating? Yeah, because I don't know if it's the same way at Columbus Academy, but it we is. have like this honor code, and like the definition of cheating, it has to be like redefined every year. So what? Wait, what? Why? Well, is. <laughs> Okay. Working together on a math assignment, cheating. Oh. We both go to very, very competitive academic schools. Yes. Where people take things very seriously. And generally, collaboration is encouraged. But the line kind of gets blurry on if you get your friend to help you with the one problem on the homework that you don't understand, that's not cheating. But then if you get your friend to basically give you the answers to a number of problems on the homework, then maybe that is. But a lot of people kind of keep pushing that line back based on what's collaboration and what's copying. Okay. So I think it's hard to say in I think this is how it is with most cases. Like, yes, we say cheating is bad, but the and so like if you're saying that integrity in that sense, like you don't have integrity if you cheat. But the way people are getting around that is kind of blurring the lines of what cheating is. Or there's probably hundreds of more examples yeah. similar. I don't know many people who <laughs> would like try and look over somebody's shoulder and copy their <laughs> like answer on a test. definition of cheating. But I do know a lot of people who really have convinced themselves there's nothing wrong with asking someone who had the test earlier in the day what sorts of topics they should make just, sure they know about for the essay. Or just blatantly asking what's on the test. Right. Like they have talks with us every year about that. Yeah, and people do it anyway. Why? Why is it so rampant? Like, why is cheating something that should be, like, black and white? This is cheating, this isn't. But you're talking about how we're always trying to find the gray area, and if not just blatantly outright cheating. Well, we want to say everything we do is... Everybody has this idea that everything they do is right, and that's what they want. And so if they think, well, getting an A is the right thing to do, but if I have... It's like an ends justify the means kind of mentality, and I think that's what leads to that, and I think that's pretty common. I think a lot of people don't have a lot of time and do have a lot of pressure from themselves or other sources to do well in school and get good grades, and so sometimes... People get so stressed out about that test that they don't feel like they're ready for that just getting someone to tell them what sections to focus on would make them feel better about that, even though it's not really ethical. Does the every everyone is doing it mentality 
effect. Oh, yeah. 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 People justify it more if there everyone else is doing it. There have been certain tests that I felt like if I don't hear what the essay question is going to be, that I'm at a disadvantage because I know everyone else everyone is going else in knows. knowing. Wow. That puts you in a very yeah. difficult position, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we get that. I mean, it's. I think it's the environment our schools have created. Like, they're great schools, but the students have always been pushed so hard that I, that ethical line has kind of been blurred because they stress grades so much. I mean, obviously, like, honor count, like, the honor code is a big deal, but that doesn't get put on your um, transcript that's sent to colleges. Right. So. Right. We also both go to very non-religious schools, so it kind of fits in with the <laughs> overarching academics over morality yeah. sort of theme. Right. We're here to be academically successful. Everything else is secondary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another example of, I guess this is an example of just times when we're tempted to compromise our integrity because it seems culturally acceptable. What about like pirating music or, um, I think that it has become really acceptable because you don't look at it as a stand of integrity. You look at it like, I want to watch this movie right now and it's easy to get. So why not do it? And you don't feel like you're hurting anyone. So it doesn't feel like you're doing anything wrong. I think that's a really tough one because yeah. everything is so accessible. Like, yeah. if it's on YouTube, <laughs> can I just click it and watch it? Or do I have to go home and buy it on pay-per-view or whatever, you know? I think it's definitely hard when it's that easy that you don't have to do anything morally questionable to get to it. I mean, you might get a virus on your computer to get to it, but <laughs> other like, but I mean, YouTube... I think pirating isn't even going to be a thing before too long because it's too hard to control. Like, I just don't think it's going to be an industry standard for much longer. Well, in a lot of cultures, it isn't like plagiarism and piracy aren't really a thing because you don't see those kind of things as property like videos and songs. So I this was coming from a my lit teacher who used to be a college professor. And he was telling us that he had students from overseas that didn't understand piracy or plagiarism because they didn't understand how that could be somebody's property that they were taking. Isn't that interesting? So, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that unfolds. But for now, I mean, do you guys feel like it's kind of a struggle in terms of integrity, it, specifically with the, like, do you find yourself thinking, okay, is this okay or is this not okay? Like, confused about what that line is? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> If I had bought a song on one computer and then I decided to download it off YouTube just so I could get it on another computer, like, is that wrong? Or, right. like, or like if I borrow a CD from a friend, I don't know, we're getting off topic. We're, start, we're talking about piracy now, which <laughs> isn't actually the topic here on Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and we're actually talking about integrity with Jenna and with Katie today. Um, okay, here's another example of a time when I think teenagers, or I think human beings in general, are um, often find themselves in situations where they have to compromise their integrity or decide whether or not to. Lying. Like, there are so many different reasons to lie. Yeah. Like, from sparing <laughs> feelings to avoid getting in trouble, you know, everything kind of in between. So, 
at what point does lying there are two ways to ask this. At what point does it compromise your integrity or at what point does it not compromise your integrity? Or is there ever a point at which lying doesn't compromise your integrity? Doesn't break the eighth commandment. Um, <clears throat> or, this is something sorry. that I've personally thought about a lot and talked to multiple priests about. Um, but I think generally if it's hurtful to someone in any way, it's bad if there's really no reason for it then it's not something you should be doing but if it's beneficial to someone like if someone asks if they look fat in something and they do like there's really no reason why you need to tell them the truth about that when it's just going to hurt them and not cause any good um or if you're protecting somebody's privacy i've definitely been asked questions that i lie either about knowing or about the answer because it's not my place to share the truth but outside of those kind of very specific circumstances where a small lie prevents harm from coming unnecessarily i think it's not good (laughs) anything you would add to that i think Overall, the rule should be, like, don't lie. Like, that's generally, like, if you lie, you're compromising your integrity. But you also do have to look at it situation by situation because there are situations, like, I had a teacher tell me something about a couple other students because I am I was, like, a student leader of this group. But we didn't want to tell the whole group because it would cause problems within the group. And, like, things like that. Like, I've definitely heard people say some mean things in the name of being honest and pass along some things that they shouldn't have in the name of not lying. And uh, so I think... Yeah, and then you think, you know, lying, why didn't you just be, like, be quiet? Yeah. yeah. Don't lie, but with a filter <clears throat> of kindness and compassion on it. Yeah, I think, like, generally you should aim to be truthful and everything, but there are times when I think it is appropriate not to tell the whole truth or something when it and it is a case by case like you need to look at who is you're impacting whether you tell the truth or whether you don't and i think that's the biggest thing you just have to know what your you have to know what your limit is and you'd have to know like what you believe is right like how what is actually going to be the right call i definitely believe that's an issue with some amount of gray area in it speaking of gray area Let's move to another topic. <laughs> so we're, we've sort of moved into talking about situations in which people find themselves tempted to compromise their integrity. <clears throat> and I think that a huge one, not just for teenagers, but for all of us in general, is sex. Because our culture has created gray areas, so many gray areas for us regarding an issue that ought to be pretty black and white. Um, so... Sometimes I think we search for this gray area, right? Like, I want to find the gray area so that I can go there and not... But, I mean, I think it's also difficult because, like, there are definitely a whole spectrum of things before actually having sex with your significant other that 
I've heard a lot of people ask a lot of people and never really gotten a clear answer of like, okay, these are the things you can't do and these are the things like you the can do. Like the how far is too so far there question. Is yeah. Is that what you mean? Gray area in there. Yeah. The best answer I've heard to the how far is too far um, is if you wouldn't want to know that your future spouse had done that I was with someone. Say this too. Then you shouldn't be doing that with somebody else's future spouse or, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. On the theology of the body retreat that I went on my freshman year, one of the leaders said, like, okay, imagine your future husband like behind the bleachers at a football game with some girl doing what you want to do and if you can honestly say like i'm okay with that that doesn't bother me then it's probably okay like there is some amount of yeah i guess that depends on your own personal (laughs) moral standards too yeah yeah but generally especially i think for girls sometimes like There are things that a lot of people try and fit into that gray area of it's okay that it makes me kind of sick thinking about Mm -hmm. my future husband doing something like that. And so for me, that makes it very clear that that's not something that I should be doing. I always like um, Jason Everett's answer to that question. I I think you both are familiar with it. He always says "We, we shouldn't be asking how far can can I go or how far is too far? He says, instead we should be asking how close can I get to Jesus and how close can I bring my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my spouse to Jesus? You know, like we're going the wrong direction. If we're trying to figure out how far we can go, instead we should figure out how close we can get to the Lord. So another really good piece of advice on that I've gotten is to figure out where your line is and draw it before you're in a serious relationship. Yeah. Because once it's a specific person who you do really care about, it's a lot easier to convince yourself that something's okay. Whereas if you set that standard ahead of time, then it's easier to hold yourself to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you think that, so, so we're talking about integrity and how to maintain integrity do you think that um, if it's easier to get away with something, we're more likely to do it? Yes, I think so. Um, like lying. Lying is pretty easy to do. So I think more people are inclined to do it. Like there's always those statistics like an average person lies like three per- three times in a minute of conversation or something. Yikes. What? I don't know. <laughs> are you I lying? Made that up. Yes, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> there's some statistic like that, but like. It's so easy just to tell, like, a lie here and there. But, like, when it comes to sex, like, there's, like, a physical thing that's happening. So I know there's a lot of people who don't have any problems with lying, but they have, like, a firm line when it comes to what they're doing with their boyfriend. And so I think, because it is easier to get away with lying than it is. Yeah, if if I am tempted to do something and I'm 100% sure I'm going to get caught... I'm not going to do it, yeah. right? But if there's a chance I can get away with it, I'm probably going to go for it, whatever it is. Um, so I was thinking about this for parents. There's a benefit to putting up obstacles for our kids. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. If it's going to be a deterrent to your kid compromising his or her integrity. I think you have to be 
careful about how you do that, though, because I know a lot of kids who do immoral things that I don't think they would do or even want to do specifically because someone told them they weren't allowed to do that and like kind of just a rebellious teenager but what sort are of thing. the consequences for them if they get caught like are there serious consequences or not so much i think it kind of depends on the case but i know a lot of people who are so like resentful of these rules being imposed on them that it kind of works against what you're going for in some cases it works obviously um but what my parents did actually was just kind of created an environment and a relationship from when I was really young that I could talk to them about anything and I could tell them anything or that I had done anything. And as long as I was being upfront about it and it was like the first time it had happened, I wasn't going to get in huge trouble about it. And they set that up mostly so that if I ever found myself at a party or something where myself or the person who was supposed to be driving me was intoxicated that I could call them and have them pick me up and not get in trouble for being at that party. Um, So they did it as a safety thing, but it's really been very good for us because I'm very honest with my parents about everything I'm doing. Even some things that I think a lot of kids like wouldn't tell their parents necessarily. And for me, it makes me not want to do anything that I'd have to lie to my mom about. Okay. Like, because we've set up this sort of relationship where I don't feel like she's just going to condemn me. It makes me, like, want to live up to her Her, ideas. Her standards or her, yeah. What she, what she knows you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are some boundaries that, like, need to be set, but I think there are times when, when a parent does, like, like the one I was thinking of is like putting people who have trackers on kids' cell phones. My parents would never do that because they trust that I wouldn't be somewhere without telling them. But I think that you get those kids who, when the parents put that, like they wouldn't have done something like questionable. But since their parents like yeah. show that they didn't trust them, they need to like prove that their parents shouldn't oh. trust them or something. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought think, you were going the other way with that. No, I think it really comes down to a trust thing. Kids like to feel like their parents trust them. And then if they feel like their parents trust them, generally try to act in a way that is worthy of that trust. But don't you also know kids who, if their parents have a tracker on their cell phone, they're going to stay out of trouble that they might otherwise get into? Sometimes, but like, I'd say more often than not, it's like Jenna was just saying, the the more respect that, or like the more trust that you feel like you have from your parents, the more you feel like you need to be like living up to it. So like, if I had a tracker on my phone, I would probably not be happy about it. And but like, I don't go anywhere that there would be a problem. That yeah, I but what if you did? Like, what if you're a kid that does? Then I think shouldn't your parent, if there's I mean, a like, history of issues, yeah. then yeah, there have to, to be consequences. <laughs> Giant eagle. Yeah, my parents are tracking me to giant eagle. No, like They're my horrible. parents, I think <laughs> it was never that there would never be any consequences. It was just that if I screwed up, like if I made a mistake, they wanted me to be comfortable talking to them about that, as opposed to making more bad decisions and lying and kind of going even further 
into the bad they wanted to be able to help me and they can't do that if i don't talk to them yeah and so i think there do have to be rules and there do have to be consequences but it's better to try and really like have a relationship with your kid as opposed to just bearing down on them all the time and making them feel like if they mess up ever that they're never going to hear the end of it you're never going to forgive them for it which I know most parents don't actually believe, but surprisingly many kids feel like their parents believe. That's a really good transition to my next question. We just have a couple minutes and I want to I focus on um, an element of integrity related to our relationship with God, right? So we all compromise our integrity at some point in our lives. <laughs> sometimes we get caught, sometimes we don't get caught, right? But for you guys and for teenagers in general, for Christian teenagers in general, in those moments when they compromise their integrity, even if nobody finds out about it, do you think that that affects their ability or our ability or your ability to feel loved by God? I think so, because even if you don't realize it, I think every time you do something that impacts your integrity or like goes against your morals or something, it is doing something to you. Like it's like, even if it's just like a voice in the back of your head, like reminding you that you like did this thing wrong. And so then you'll be in church the next Sunday or something and be like, I got away with doing something wrong, but like I'm not being honest with anyone about it and like things like that. And so I think it does make it hard to have a relationship with God because you feel like you can't hide anything from God, but you feel like you are. And so it feels like there's that voice in the back of your head, like, that's where reconciliation is such yeah. a gift, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> this thing that we treat like a punishment. It's it's like, all right, we could go on about that forever, <laughs> but actually we have to pray and close. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you, Jesus. We thank you for integrity. We thank you for values. We thank you for parents and friends and church that help us form who we are, help us know what we believe. Lord, we just ask that you guide us as we... Um, encounter situations where we need to be people of integrity that you may empower us to do that and we ask this in your name in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen you've been listening to raising saints on am820 saint gabriel catholic radio i'm katie wyatt we were joined today by katie and jenna and until next time grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ bye now Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.